Welcome back, guys. New episode of the Armchair Pilots, the most average podcast in all of the land, hosted by two of the most average men you'll ever meet in your life. We know something about everything, but we know everything about absolutely nothing. This week's episode, guys, we have a very, very special episode. I know it holds dear to Mr. Donnelly's heart. We have a special Halloween-themed episode that we're going to go through, from horror movies to Donald telling ghost stories, other topics Donald might have in mind that he wants to probe me about. Donald, how are you this week? I'm absolutely great. I'm actually very excited about this. Halloween is like my favourite time of year. I don't know, but people closest to me will know me is uh, myself in April. We have a little pumpkin carving <laughs> competition on a yearly basis, you know, and yeah. it's always very, um, gets to be a very, how, how would you call it, a, a very, very ferocious affair, for lack of a better phrase. Um, we've basically nearly broken up three or four times over it, but hopefully this year I, I, I get to win again. I'm the reigning champion. Um, do you like carving pumpkins? No, I've never, I don't think, I think I've done it once in my life, I'd say. One, you've never carved a pumpkin. Like, I'd like, say I've done it once. Like, it's just something I never got. I wouldn't I be the artsy, artsy, fartsy kind of guy, dog. Look, you just have to get into this. Actually, good crack. And you're a very creative, Fergal. You've quite the mind and the imagination on here. So I, I'd imagine you'd be pretty good at it. That is entirely incorrect. That is why you were in charge of the Instagram and the Twitter. <laughs> All right, okay. I lack creation and imagination. Oh, well, fuck it, anyways. Um, look, maybe we should do a little, little armchair pilot pumpkin competition this year is that something absolutely that's not i leave it to you and your wife your wife can represent me okay i'm on team enough. april this year team april for the win <laughs> jeez you're a real a traitor all of a sudden aren't you like, this is just <laughs> fuck's sake um okay well look i love carbon pumpkins i love halloween i love everything about it i love dressing up as halloweens i used to love throwing halloween parties back in the day i love everything else i used i love trick-or-treating dressing up as i was saying there do, do you um do you dress up do, do you ever go trick-or-treating nowadays are you a bit too old for it a bit long in the tooth um yeah, I'm a bit too old for trick-or-treating anyway. People are just like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I've never quite committed to the dressing up. I think I bought a jumpsuit one year, a Robin jumpsuit, that made me look like I had a, a camel toe. It was glorious. It was absolutely fantastic for in all aspects of the world. Um, You didn't have to stuff socks down the front of it or anything like that, did you? No. No, no, probably okay. should have. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. But yeah. hindsight, you know yourself and all that type of crack. But... Uh, so yeah, so look, just in time for Halloween as well, while we're on the topic, well, I know we're going to be on it for the whole bloody show, but yeah, it's nightclubs, pubs, reopening again. Well, I know the pubs are open already, but nightclubs and sessions, and I think they're relaxing the restrictions a little bit. Do you think you'll venture out? Uh, I am going out on Saturday night. I think oh, I've got a work night out. Uh, and uh, we've already stated we're not going to a nightclub. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. We, we're, we're past that, aren't we? Yeah, small bit. Uh, <laughs> Kind of looking forward to it. Don't really know what's going on. There's so many stuff in the media. It's hard to keep track of what's going on. They have to reevaluate all the guidelines and all this fucking shit. Just tell me what I can do. And I'll go and do it. But most most, most importantly, Fargo, are you going to wear a costume? No. Why not? Why would I wear it? No, no. You could just grab the Robin. Like, next weekend is Halloween weekend. Isn't next Saturday the 31st? I think the bank holiday is this weekend. Bank holiday is this weekend. But actual the 31st, which is Halloween, is next Saturday, I think, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it would be, of course. But I think that mo- will most people not go out for the bank holiday weekend and have all the outfits and discos and all that type of crack me on? I don't know. No, I can tell no. you I won't be dressing up anyway. Are you going uh, out this weekend dressed up? I might. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't go out on a, any given night now. So I'm, I'm kind of gone boring and old and all that. But uh, no, I think I'll be giving a skip. 
I might I might throw in like a bin bag, you know, like back in the day, like witch's yeah. house and the witch's house and the broom down to your shop. But well, was it a black bag and just if your parents gave you a mask? That's what yeah, one is. The parents freaked out one day when I made a one year even when the, I made a ghost one and cut holes in the bed sheets for the eyes. But uh, that uh, I got a, a good rearing that evening. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, Egyptian cotton, all that crack, you know, very fancy. But um, look, let's just get into the brunt of it. All right? Do you like Halloween? Uh, I I'm indifferent. <laughs> well, this is a great show to have, isn't it? <laughs> I'm indifferent again. I. I'm gonna I'm gonna vibe off of how much you buzz off of Halloween, Donald. I don't hate Halloween, but at the same time, I'm not like, yeah, it's Halloween, let's go. Yeah, I I, I just love this. I, I love movies. I love I don't like the scary movies, but there's a few movies that are classics that I love, I, and I just love the kind of atmosphere, that spooky atmosphere around the place. And I don't, I, I my my heart raises a little bit whenever I see a little pumpkin in the window or something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it is good. It is good. Um, right, okay, this is gonna get a little bit deep now. A little bit. He's gonna come at you fast and thick and all that. All right. Okay, lay it do on you me. believe? Do you believe in ghosts? No. Have you ever seen a ghost? No, because they don't believe in them. Well, that would make sense. I should ask you another <laughs> question first. Um, this is going great for me. Sorry, <laughs> you're normally the man asking all the questions. But um, yeah, like I kind of had a little bit of a strange encounter myself back in the day. But I don't know. I was kind of under the influence as well at the time, so um, it was a strange one. Do you so know, you've, you've seen a ghost, have you? I, 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 I'm not going to confirm or deny I've seen a ghost, but maybe my mind was playing tricks on me. That's what I'll say before well, I sound like a complete lunatic. Look, let's hear the story, Daniel. So I was having a wash, right? You know, my yearly shower, right? One one evening in, in Cratlow in LIT, where we stayed in college. And um, we had a communal shower, like, between the three rooms. So it was, it was like, first come, first serve type of crack. And it was always dirty. You know, college lads back in the day, just, just filth. And um, came out, and I was just after having a wash. And I opened the door, towel wrapped around me, uh, feet wet and all that. And uh, just basically... Open door, looked out, and there was a fisherman right there, right in front of me. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I blinked, and I fell backwards, and I kind of slipped and everything, and I ended up on the floor. But I looked again, and there was obviously nothing there. But it, it's still, the image kind of stays with me to this day, that there was this soaking wet fisherman standing in my hallway. You know, like the traditional yellow coat, like the plastic coat and the yellow hat and all that? Yeah. I just see these bloodfish eyes and the big, beautiful, glorious mustache. I was kind of battered from the weather. You know, he was a hardened-looking man. But, um, okay, so, so had you been drinking? Yes. <laughs> had you been drinking much? Uh, what constitutes much? Maybe about 10 cans or something like That's, that. Like, that would constitute as you in your early 20s were probably flaming off 10 cans. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think I was ever so flamed that I was hallucinating seeing wet fishermen standing in my hallway. Maybe it was just a dream. <laughs> Possibly, possibly. It was dark oh. and everything. Yellow walls, maybe. Did you smoke any weed in the meantime? No, I would never do endeavor in any of that type of dabble with the devil's lettuce or anything like you that. You were in you... college. Did you in <laughs> indulge in any other narcotics that you shouldn't have? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. I was a good boy. I was just, just alcohol and alcohol alone. And it was um on that occasion anyways. And um it was it was Look, it was just scary. It just sticks. It sticks to me to this day. Like now, I do. I, I've often thought about it over the years. Does it? Or my, my, where my mind playing tricks on me or whatever? But yeah, I, I was interested to think of your opinion. Like, what do you do? You, do you think that I saw a ghost, Fergal? Or do you think no. that I'm? I'm I think you're batshit crazy. So okay. when you fell, did you fall flat on your back? Did you fall on your bum? Did you just kind of slip to your side because you tried to run away? Or I, I kind of just it was taken aback and I kind of just slipped a little bit. But like, I ended up my arse and like my elbow sitting on the toilet seat. If you get me. Um, mm small room and all that but it was just 
It was a uh, yeah, it was scary. Was the fisherman in the hall or was he in the bathroom with you? Standing outside the door as if I was to open the door and he was right there behind me, like or in front of me. What did it do? Did it just stand there and look back at you? Stands there with bloodshot eyes, a man who's been hardened from the the sea. Why do you think there was a fisherman in Cratlow Woods? I don't know. It's nowhere near the coast. It's just this is what makes me think, Fergal. If it was someone like dressed up as the rubber bandits, I'd, I maybe I'd, I'd be thinking that's it's a possibility. But no, it was a fisherman inland. Where's the sense? I I don't see it. You, <laughs> you, you hold firm to the story, and you're saying that you basically believe in ghosts. Uh, no. <laughs> I I believe that I possibly could have seen a ghost maybe at one stage in my life, but I was probably under the influence to give a. It wouldn't hold up in court. Let me say that. But now, do you also believe that the world is flat? <laughs> no, <laughs> I absolutely hate people who think the world is flat. <laughs> Fucking donkeys! Jeez, how can you be that stupid? Like realistically, I I don't know that. Do you believe the world is flat? You do. No, you do, don't you? You it's, do. You it's do. a big round globe, is what it yeah. is. I watched um, I watched a documentary on it before. Like uh, it was on Netflix once upon a time. Um, brilliant. But like you're just looking at people, and it's like I I put it in comparison to people going into a safari, like just like taking pictures of wild animals, just as a kind of a, a spectacle because it's that fucking be- 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 bewildering that there are that level of stupid people in this planet. Yeah, I just I don't get it either. No. Just no. like how how do you get from Australia to America without going across Asia? Yeah. Look, that maybe that's why we're not scientists. <laughs> Look, I just I just don't see the logic behind it, and why I don't I what what even bewilders me even more. I don't understand what they're so passionate about. It. No, and there's it, it, massive holes in your theory. Yeah, but that's just conspiracy theorists to a T. Like they want to be given out about something, like and their lives are that fucking boring that they have to go on online and Twitter and spam all this shit. Like and yeah. I, like, they, like even in the documentary, they were like trying to make all these experiments to prove that the world wasn't flat, and they had this hypothesis and thesis and all this information proving that they'd be right. And like every every experiment that they did proved that the world was actually round. <laughs> Do you know they were. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, when you watch that, do they explain why they educate us that the world is round? Um, yeah, like they like it's not. It's it's they kind of just go into like it's like it's all to do with gravity, like you know, like basically Isaac Newton could tell that the world was like the planet was a globe. It's just basically choose practices in in his studies, like you know, it's just um, there's obviously look. Did they? You did look they at the say... moon. What? Okay. Um, do you understand mean? my question? I don't really. Well, so they keep saying they keep saying that the world is flat. Okay. Okay. So when they're teaching us that the world is flat, why are they teaching us that the world is flat? Do they just think that all these educational organizations oh. are just misinformed, or is it a big government conspiracy that there's a reason that they want us to think the world is flat around? Yeah. Yeah. They think that the powers that be will like is it's how. It's how they control the population and how they control landmass and stuff like that. And they just don't want to listen to the man in charge and all this. They're just fucking donkeys for them. It's just, it's just they just fucking want donkeys. a new world order and freedom and all this type of crap. Like just hippies, basically. Like hippies with hippies with iPhones is what I call them. Hippies so. with iPhones. <laughs> but look, that's neither here nor there. Um, I have a question to pose to you for a look at. And uh, it involves a sum of money. And it would be some money that I'd give you. And it's not like the 100 euro Duns voucher that I'd give to the lads who win the Squid Game. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's if I offered you 500,000, okay, 
to stay yeah. in a haunted house or a haunted mansion or a haunted dwelling of any size or proportion, would you accept it if you had to stay there for one night on your own and it is properly scary? Like, how many hours are we talking here? You're literally 24 hours from night to day and night again, like literally on your own, old school. You can imagine the scene I'm painting. It's just like 16, like ancient building from the 1600s, 1700s, castle, no windows, cold conditions, damp in winter, and often stories of ghosts and uh, myths and everything passed down through the years. And what would it take for you to stay in that house overnight? What money are you putting up on the table for me? There's 500,000 euro on the table for you. I'd probably do it, yeah. Yeah? And probably would, yeah. What happens if your dick gets bitten off? <laughs> I have 500 grand to get a, a prosthetic <laughs> one. Prosthetic <laughs> one over. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd do it. I think it'd have to be seven figures for me because I, I, I just am a wimp at the best of times. So, uh, yeah, you'd have to throw up some money there on the table for me. Well, like, just when you get to a haunted house, I feel like you're already dealing with rats and, and spiders. Like, I'd be fucking shitting it, man. I'd be absolutely... As much as I'm saying, I don't believe in ghosts. I'm not really too afraid of Halloween and stuff like that. I would be bricking it. Yeah. Like, I think I'd do it. Yeah. Like, if you say you had now your partner in crime with you, would you be able to do it? Would that, would that help you a little bit better? Or yeah, if would... I had a person with me. Uh... Or, like, you say... Say if I had, if you had Kelly with you, like, and Kelly was getting scared, would that make you more scared? Um, so, or would you so, have to man up a bit, or how, how uh, would you say it? It's hard to explain it. So, like, if she thought she heard something, she could start creating paranoia in me over yeah. something that's not there. But then again, if I'm on my own, I could be creating my own paranoia, and it'd be nice to have someone there to calm me down to just be like, man, you're hearing things, just relax, yeah. sit still. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's kind of apples and like it's. It might work out for you in one way having someone there, but it could work against you as well. Yeah, I'd only have to. I'd I'd only be able to go with someone who's literally hard as nails and not not taking any shit. Someone like The Rock, you know, like I'd go with The Rock. <laughs> I'd go yeah. with Paddy Lashley. <laughs> God bless that man. Um, so okay. you're no stay in the house. No, I wouldn't. I I don't think so. I I I'm too much of a bitch to be honest with you. Okay. It it want to be. It look at the end what of the seven fifty. Yeah, I do it for <laughs> Look, I'd probably do it for five hundred thousand, but I really wouldn't want to do it. I really dislike the idea of going to anything haunted. Like, okay, so in Ennis, there's there's an old um, uh, mental health hospital out the out on the Guard Road. If you're familiar with the area, okay. Um, and whenever I drive past it, it's it's obviously it's run down. All the all the windows are broken in it for years. Um, it's just eerie and creepy. And I just think of all the stories that have happened in that type of facility over the years, like, you know, and it's just creeps me out whenever I think about it. So if it was somewhere like there, I wouldn't be able to do it. Okay. So we'll add all the curveballs into it. Do you have to explore the house? Yeah. Well, like, or can I just go inside the front door? Sit <laughs> Sit just slightly on the left and just sit there for 24 hours with my phone. You know, you just kind of like dip your little toe in the front door and have a count like, you know, it's, um, no, no technology, no phones, no nothing. You're literally on your own. It's, it's, you have I nothing. a flashlight. To, um, I'll give you a flashlight. Yeah, Is there electricity make... in the building? No, no electricity. Is there running water? No, absolutely not. Can I bring water? You can, yeah. Can I bring Coke Zero? Um, if you'd sacrifice 5% of your winning fee. Is your dog in the sit room, Donald? It is, yeah. 
Oh man, like your curtain just moved behind you and it was the fucking freaking thing. You're talking about a haunted movie and your curtain just moved to the right <laughs> oh, there slightly. Jesus Christ, heaven. Oh. See, there's a rational answer for everything. There's no fisherman over your shoulder. Okay, okay. I'm actually creeped out now. Like, so would you stop acting the mega Jew? And like, it's just, it's just, I. It, if it was that type of scenario, I'd have to place you in the middle of the building, okay? You'd have to walk in. I'd walk out, obviously in daylight, because clearly I'm not going to do it at night time. And um, it's, you're literally left to fence yourself to the weather conditions and the, the environment and whatever goes on. All the creaks and the noises and the floorboards and the cre- crackling of the trees outside or whatever. Like for someone who doesn't really believe in ghosts, it just sounds terrifying. Like I, <laughs> just sitting in the mental in the middle of a, an abandoned, like as you said, the place out uh, back in Ennis. The I suppose you put it as a mental asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting yeah. in the middle of that on your own. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound freaking out. To just the natural creaks and the noises of the wind in the house, and it's just man, sounds awful. Yeah, and it's it's just your mind be constantly playing tricks and you're like, and it's just, no, fuck that. I definitely wouldn't do it. You'd have to offer me at least a million. Half no. a million. You buy a whole house for yourself. A whole house. A whole house. <laughs> yeah. If we, if, like, more, to live mortgage free or to spend a night in, in something that's realistically nothing's going to happen to you, you might get a cold. Um, yeah, like when the, when, the, when the cards are down, I'd probably do it. But as I said there, I'd absolutely hate the idea of doing it. So. Oh, it sounds off. It sounds like such an unpleasant experience. Yeah, so, so yeah, so look, maybe we're just a bit of bunch of pussycats. Is that fair to say? Like I think I do, but it just sounds so awful. Okay, well, listen to me. We'll move on, and um, I have a fun fact for you, Virgil. Go on. Did you know that Halloween is Irish? It was uh, created in Ireland. I've seen that in TikTok. Yeah, it's not, we actually, I, me and Kelly had this argument in, well, not an argument, we had a discussion. Uh, she had a TikTok video where your man was like, an Irish guy in America telling everyone that we basically created Halloween. It's just, it was, what's the name of the season we called it? Sound. Sound, yeah, but like, they're not the same thing, I don't think. No, it's it like a Celtic pagan festival, like from back yeah. in the day. Um, and it, it, it was, it was literally born and bred by the Celtic people on this island. So, yeah. I think it was like to usher out all the spirits um, that had passed away in that year or something like that. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, of course it takes someone as a breed of us like to be discrashed to come up with the scariest time of year as well. True. Well, sure, look. So look, moving on. Uh, we've just figured out that we're both a bunch of babies and, um, and we, we'll try to lighten the mood a little bit, okay? So I have three ghost stories for you, Fergal, that I've researched mm-hmm. online. Now, I look, to be honest with you, I found the three Go stories I found that the first three that popped up, they're the ones I chose. Um, I haven't read them. I know the names of them, so like you can't blame me if they're shit, right? Okay, I won't hold. Well, I'm gonna hold you entirely responsible for it. But... <laughs> now, the only thing that I I said I'd try and do is I'd make them Irish or relatable to Irish people. So I actually successfully found three of the scariest alleged ghost stories in the history of this island. All right. Now, no, you didn't. Them. I did. You just told me you picked the first three that were Irish and found them. Yeah, but Irish ghost stories. Yeah, but they're not allegedly the most, the scariest ones. They're just the three most convenient ones you found. Well, t- thank you for that, Fergal. <laughs> now, I'm going, to put, I'm going to patch in some eerie music here in the background. So cue the music and here we go. 
This one is called the Haunted Cottage of Cunin, County Fermanagh. All right. So it's oh. allegedly the site of paranormal activity. So the first on our list of most terrifying, terrifying ghost stories in Ireland takes place in Fermanagh. In the area of Cunin, near the Fermanagh-Tyrone border, sits an isolated abandoned cottage. In 1911, this was the home of the Murphy family, who were apparently victims of poltergeist activity. Mrs. Murphy was a widow, who along with her children began to hear mysterious noises at night, knocks on the doors, footsteps in the empty loft, and unexplained creaks and groans. Then, other strange occurrences began, such as plates travelling across tables, seemingly on their own, and bedcloths moving around the empty beds. Soon, more extreme and frequent paranormal activity began to occur, with pots and pans thrown violently against the walls of furniture elevated up from the ground. I think I've seen a few movies on something like this base before. <laughs> a coldness permeated the cottage as mysterious shapes appeared and disappeared through the walls. The house became the talk of the area, and neighbours and local clergymen and a local MP visited, becoming shocked witnesses to the strange events. A Catholic priest from nearby Maguire's Bridge performed two exorcisms to absolutely no avail. The haunting continued with the family's terror. Soon rumours escalated or circulated that the family had somehow brought the de demonic activity on themselves. With no local support and now in fear of their lives, the Murphys emigrated to America in 1913. But the story did not end there, as apparently the poltergeist followed them. Their cottage in Cunin now is now a ruin and was never lived in again. Today, visitors say it retains that same oppressive atmosphere. So Fergal, tell me this, okay? Do you believe in any of that? Well, like, what what happened with the poltergeist in America then? I suppose he went on his holidays, went over to New York for a few weeks, and uh, maybe went up to the Empire State Building and had got a nice photo with himself, you know? Like, it, uh, it sounds spooky, but, like, did you Google the house um, or anything? I tried to look for a picture of it online, like, and it look, it just looks like an abandoned old cottage, you know, with a white face or a white wall and all that. And it's it's, it's just, it's just, it just doesn't seem to me that something that is, is probably too believable. It's probably more like someone just didn't like someone in the area and they just said, fuck them, we'll make up a story about them so they can fuck off. <laughs> so, you know, Irish people, Irish people are awful petty for them. We are, we are, we can be real petty. <laughs> Uh, how do you feel about the story? I must admit, Donald, just you just really invested in me. You voice like Morgan Freeman. I was just betting to the story, and I was just like, I, "This is this is terrifying." But again, as you said, it just sounds like every single paranormal activity mashed into one area for mana. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. To be honest with you, if I had to rate it out of ten, I'd probably give it probably a four out of ten. I'm going to give it a six just because of the way you told the story. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, I only have two more stories to go, so it's not too bad, okay? Is that all right? Was that a bit long for you, or should I try to pick a short one? No, that was fine. No, Okay, okay, okay. So, look, we'll move on to our second story, all right? All right, you're lay now, laying on me. No, this is from Cork, all right? You know, the knackers who tried to speak French and all that? Okay, Can you I'm gonna... try and tell the whole story in a Cork accent? No, I absolutely <laughs> can't. I absolutely can't. <laughs> Um, but what I will do is I'll tell you the title of the story. It's actually creepy enough from the get-go. Great army. All right. So this this story is called The Faceless Lady of Belvelly Castle, County Cork. All right. Okay. So our story starts with Belvelly Castle. It sits prominently on the shore of the Great Island in Cork Harbour. And it is the site of our next tale in our list of the most terrifying ghost stories in Ireland. In the 17th century, a woman called Margaret lived there. <laughs> 
they could have given her a second name, like just Margaret, any old Margaret. So yeah. Margaret's fall out of your pocket in Cork if you go around West Cork, like you know, just so <laughs> so abundant. But um, but look, at the time, mirrors were a status symbol with the wealthy, and Margaret was known for her two love deeds to remind her of her renowned beauty. She's obviously a Bjor. She had an on-off relationship with a local lord called Clan Rockenby. Sounds sounds like a legend if you don't ask. If you ask Clan me. Rockenby. Clan Rockenby. What a name! Like what, what a, a legend. <laughs> Who asked for her hand in marriage many times, which she refused. Tight old bitch. Anyways, eventually Rockenby decided that she, that the humiliation was enough and raised a small army to go to the castle to take her by force. He thought the Hodnets, used to the luxurious lifestyle, would not withstand the siege. However, they surprised him by holding out for a full year before surrendering. Then, hold on, sorry. A full year? Joe, how can it take that much to siege a castle in West Cork? Like, it's not exactly a renowned castle of this mythical proportion. It's probably a hole in the ground. They didn't give a year for the story, did they? They, they, they said that, that the family held out for a year inside the house, inside no, the castle. Joe, the way, like they said in Fermanagh in 1911. Oh, no, they didn't give it. Didn't give it a date. No, 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 no. That's what madness is. You think they would have ran out of food? She would have starved to death. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you said that, yeah. But sure, look. Um, it's not like, like you're assuming by the way the story is going that they didn't just have fucking cans of spam in the cupboard <laughs> ready for a fucking year long battle. Well, mirrors were ex boyfriend. Mirrors were a status symbol, like, so if that was the case, it must be back in jail. I don't think they had spam around then. Yeah. But look. When he entered the castle, Rockenby was shocked to see the state of Margaret. <laughs> he found her skeletal. <laughs> I should have read the next line. <laughs> um, he found her skeletal and starved, a shadow of her former self, her beauty gone. Out of rage, Rockenby smashed her favourite mirror to pieces. As he did so, one of the hotnets killed him with a sword. Right? After these events, Margaret descended into insanity. She sought out mirrors constantly to check if her beauty had returned. However, it never did. She died in old age at the castle, and her troubled ghost appeared as a lady in white, sometimes with a veiled face, and sometimes with no face at all. Those who have seen her say that she looks at a spot on the wall, then rubs it as if looking at her reflection. Apparently, one stone on the castle's wall had been rubbed smooth over the years. Perhaps this is the spot where the mirror used to hang. Belleville has largely been unoccupied since the 19th century, but is currently undergoing renovation. I think he's just a pervert who likes castles who's rubbing his mickey on the sun. What do you think? <laughs> you think there is no Margaret? No, no. And how, how can we account for the Margaret? I think they said their surname somewhere there in the story. Like, But it was just so random just to say one person's name. You think to give some authenticity, they'd give us a surname. Yeah. I wish her name was Mary. Yeah, Mary. Or you just have, like, did you ever see that video of some guy going around, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> Mary? <laughs> But in fairness, Clan Rockenby, he sounds like a fierce... Yeah, he's lord. Yeah. Going around giving it to bitches, well. So what do you think of that? He was, um... The first, was one was, the first one was definitely better. I'm giving this, like, a fucking two, man. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with you there on a two. It's not scary. It's, um... It's something like that... It's just a, some pervert in the castle. As I said there, rubbing his Rubbing his mickey his on a stone, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, and you think he'd be able to get in sooner than a year, like, surely to Jesus. It's It's... It's... it's he needs a bit of a kick up the arse to kind of get just, his get There's too his many Bjorn, holes like. in the story. There's just no. too many holes. Well, look, Fergal, I'll move on to our last and final story. Are you enjoying these so far? You are? Uh, the first one, we started high. I think we've taken a bit of a dip. Hopefully, you can close out, close them out okay. strong. 
Well, allegedly, okay, this is meant to be the scariest story or the scariest ghost story in the history of this country. Okay. All right. I remember seeing this on the interweb. So, this one's called The Murdered Jester of Malahide Castle, County Dublin. So, not too far from where you are. Yeah. All right. Just watch yourself now when you go home. Tonight. All right. All right. So, this is actually way back in the day. All right. King Henry II of England had Malahide Castle built in the 1100s and the place boasts many hauntings. In its early days, opulent medieval feasts were held there. Such events would not be complete without minstrels and jesters providing entertainment. One of the jesters, named Puck, is taught to haunt the castle. The story goes that Puck saw a lady prisoner at a feast and fell in love with her. Perhaps while trying to help her with her escape, guards stabbed him to death outside the castle and in his dying breath vowed to haunt the place forever. Jesus Christ, it was a bit severe, Puck. You want to calm down a bit. <laughs> um, there have been many sightings of him, and many visitors say that they have seen him and photographed his spectral features appearing in the thick ivy that grows along the walls. Places such as Malahide Castle seem to be magnets for strange and paranormal activity. Many have noted other supernatural occurrences in its long history. In more recent years, a portrait of a lady dressed in white had hung in the great hall of the castle at night. Her ghostly figure walks out of the painting and wanders through the halls. Might she have also been seeking Puck to rescue her from her prison? And that's the end of the story. Yeah, it sounds like Harry. It sounds like Harry Potter at the end, didn't it? That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, this just sounds like J.K. Rowling just took inspiration, took an idea from this, and put this in Harry Potter Harry Potter books. Maybe she did, and maybe there's a case for not listening to Irish ghost stories because. They're not really that scary. And they just sound like bullshit. The first one probably had me going the most. Okay. Okay. And then it kind of all went downhill from there. So I picked... it, it really did. So I'm going to I'm gonna increase the score for the first one. They're getting a seven. Second Aww. one's getting a fucking three. And the last one's getting a two. The last one was worse than the second one. Yeah, because the last one wasn't really a story. It was kind of more of a history lesson. Yeah. Like the second one at least had your man, Lord McCoolpants or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> Clon McEnroy. <laughs> Clon McEnroy. What a legend. I think I might change my name to Clon McEnroy. Clon McEnroy. I'll tell you what, Fergal, the loser of this week's episode has to change their name to Clon. Yeah, that's I'm legally changing my name to Lord. <laughs> What's his name? Clon McEnroy. Clan, yeah, we just go with Clon McEnroy. Um, uh, so, yeah. Sounds like Rory McEnroy's arch nemesis. Rockin' by, sorry. Rockin' by. Um, yeah. Um... So that's that's basically our ghost stories. I ain't going to wrap it up. I say that it was kind of 50-50. It was kind of, as you said there, start out well and then just died. Just died. It did, yeah. <laughs> For, I thought, actually, like, uh, hindsight, I thought the first one was very good. Yeah. Maybe, look, maybe in future, if we ever get to do another Halloween episode, I'll do a little bit more research and actually read the stories first. Is that okay with you? Well, look, Donald, I thought your storytelling was epic, and I think it should be used again at Christmas time to tell the, the nativity story. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> Are we going to do? I, I've seen this thing actually that other podcasters do for that is it's it's a uh, twelve podcasts at Christmas where they do twelve podcasts one day after the other. I'm not doing that. No, I don't think we'll do that either. <laughs> <laughs> you get one fucking Christmas special and that's it. That's it. We'll be on the beer too much. Um, so look, I think it's time for this week's competition, Fergal. A little bit earlier than normal, but uh, we've run out of things to talk about. <laughs> Dono, what I will ask you before you go, if you were to dress up for Halloween, what would you dress up as this year? Like, I just want to say, just one of the Squid Game guys. 
Like it's probably really? the, it's probably the easiest costume to do. It's like a red jumpsuit with a hood, and then I was blacks. just gonna. So I'm gonna change. There's, there's no like time constraints. You have every access to absolutely everything. You can be ready in two minutes flat, regardless of how extreme your Halloween costume is. You know what? I would dress up as you. <laughs> dye your hair red and everything. Absolutely, yeah, and like put on you know one of those muscle suits underneath and um, make myself five foot eleven and three quarters. Six foot. Just shy of six one. <laughs> what would you actually go as, though? Okay, what would I actually go as? Jesus, if I had the money, I'd love to go as like Thor, like a zombie Thor. Zombie Thor. Yeah, like like whatever I whatever costumes I did in the past it was always like a zombie version of something very normal. So it was like a zombie Cub Scout, a zombie Guard, a zombie fucking whatever, like you know. Yeah. And if you had, to, if I asked you the same question. It's a tough one now that I think about it. I've asked you the question. You think I would have thought about my answer before I asked the question? <laughs> so, uh, like, I don't want to spoil my uh, my choice, but I'd probably, I think Pennywise would be a really good one. Oh, okay. So you're kind of giving us a bit of a clue, are you? A small bit, yeah. Well, that'd be good now, anyways, because like you have the hair first. You could just like literally blow dry it. Just, you can just have gel it up there straight away. Yeah, and then the face makeup and just practice the laugh and then run around the place. Oh god, yeah, he's a creepy fucker, actually. Um, Do you know what Halloween you... costumes I actually love that I've seen loads of on Instagram and stuff. Do you know the ones where uh, like you have a suit and like your head is sticking out of the suit? Yeah, but it looks like someone is picking you up and dragging you. I love people that really sell that. I just think it's hilarious. I actually, I have a kind of, I have a costume from years ago. Um, it was like me, but I it looked like I was being carried by a gorilla, and I kind of had fake legs on the side of it. Yeah. But like, it was brutal because literally. The costume is from your waist down and no one can see that in a club or a nightclub so when, when we went out it just looked like i was wearing a normal t-shirt no costume and then everyone was giving out to me they're like why aren't you wearing a fucking costume it's dressed up like halloween and i was like you have to look down it's like yo yeah <laughs> so yeah it's like yeah you need to be in bright spaces with them kind of ones it has to be either all the way up if you're only going waist you need to be in like a bright open space so everyone can see it clearly yeah absolutely um God, I miss those days. I miss being young. Anyways, um, Fergal, it's time for a competition. So right. we, do you want to, do you want to let? Oh, I'll let go? you. You, you're, you're in charge this week, Mister Donnelly. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so basically, it's that time of the show. We've decided, and since it is a Halloween themed episode, that we're going to go with our favorite Halloween movies. Now, it can be anything. It can be scary. It can be funny. It can be rom romantic. If, if there is such thing as a romantic Halloween movie, um. I picked. I for personally, I picked with three of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I don't know what you you, you kind of let us in the clue for one of the ones you picked. So I think you might go the same, but there might be a few surprises in there. Um, since I've laid, laid this on the line, I laid it out. Tick, do you want to tell us your first go? I, I got my first one down. My first one is the recent remake of It. Okay, so we knew Penny that was coming. Remake. I yeah. knew that was coming. There is a scene in that movie that scared the fucking bollocks out of me, right? <laughs> the, like, the rest of the stuff, like, a lot of the movie is scary and stuff, but you can kind of get over it. But just that one scene, do you know when the fat kid is in the library, right? And he goes downstairs in the library, and there's this headless boy chasing him. And he just starts running. That scared the fuck out of me. And actually, there's another scene when the guy is in his father's church, and like the statue or something comes alive, and it's like one of it's a Jewish statue or something. Mm. Oh, mm. dude, it's just it's scary. 
it is one of the most scared. famous stories of all time. Stephen King, I believe. Um, I believe Stephen King, yes. Yeah, wrote the book and fucking. I, re- I remember seeing the old one. I haven't seen any of the new ones, but even the old one, like, and it was kind of very basic. It was yeah. a fat fella in a clown suit, like, you know, but it was just terrifying, even back for back in the day. But, like, I'd hate to see what it's like with CGI now because I can just imagine that it's just brutal. Second one was pretty, first one was pretty scary, man. That's Have you seen sure. the two of them? The two new ones? I've seen, I've seen the two of them, yeah. And it's actually like, probably worth watching, to be honest. If the first one was so scary and you went back for the second one, <laughs> I would not have made that mistake. Like, uh, just kind of had to because I saw the first one, so I was like, fuck it. Like, I, I kind of did enjoy it when I look back on it, but it was terrifying. Yeah. So scary, man. Oh, God. Yeah, see, look, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm, I've said it many times on the show that I am an absolute pussycat when it comes to these type of things. Like, I just do not enjoy scary movies, and yet I always find myself in the habit of watching them from time to time. I don't know why, because I'm, I'm an overthinker. So I will always think that, when I'm close to, to turn off the lights at nighttime, that the thing in the movie is going to be following me to the bedroom. Like, you know, it's just it's just part of my psyche, and I don't know why. But um, I've gone with one that literally haunted me for fucking years. All right, and it was called Grudge. Have you ever seen the Grudge? Um, I have not. It is it's without the doubt based in Japan, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the Ring. You know, it's for all extensive purposes, but it's just fucking brutal. It is. The scenes in that movie that have scared me. Like there's a scene there where you know those elevators where there's um the glass door and you can see every floor when you're going up the elevator, like the old yeah. school ones, there's a panel in it. And like the lady or the man in the in the elevator is turned away. And then on every floor as the elevator is going up, the fucking grudge, the creature, the creepy little girl is going up every floor with him, like, you know? And it just stuck with me. And I can't handle Little girls, little possessed demon girls in movies. I can't do it. If and I she's terrified like, of porcelain dolls as well. Yeah, exactly. So any anything like that is just fuck all that shit. Fuck it all. Yeah. All right. Put it in the bin. And I got tricked into watching this movie because the boys are watching the movie, so I had to watch the movie. But um, yeah, it was just brutal. And like, is the grudge the one that has that weird sound? It does. Yeah, it's like a crackling sound in the back of your throat. It's it's, it's yeah. Oh, fuck me. I'm not going to sleep a wink tonight over this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's just there's every, there's a part in the shower where you're, the, the hand comes out through the back of the head and there's a part where like your man literally lifts off a duvet and you're in the bed with him and he wasn't going there for a good time, I assure you that. And <laughs> um, yeah, no, just brutal. Scare factor, 10 out of 10. Scare factor, 10 out of 10. What would you give the scare factor now for the, we'll actually rate these movies on scare factors, okay? What would you give the scare factor for the it or it two, whichever one you picked? I picked it one, so I would give this one a seven. Okay, okay. So not is it the scariest movie you've ever seen? I won't go to the, I won't go to a ten. I okay. wouldn't like. There's probably movies out there that are nines and tens that I, I wouldn't even turn on. I wouldn't even okay. put it in a DVD player. So so to go with that, I'll probably I'll give it an eight. Okay, it's it's still the scariest movie I've ever seen. So um, there are some movies I refuse to watch. So uh, all right, Fergal, tell me your second choice. My second one, Don, was actually It too. It's not. It too, really? man. It too, man. Like, it was... It too was, like... The scene I was talking about in It 1 with the headless guy, that just caught me on the hop, and I was just so terrified. It, it too, you know when everything is coming. Okay. It's like a roller coaster. So they give you an absolute fright, you're terrified for ages, and they bring you right back down, and you're relaxed, and you're comfortable. And you can see it, like... So in the second one, they have um, it's the same kids that come back to the village, but they've forgotten everything that happens. 
and they're all meeting Pennywise again at some they're point on their own. They're, yeah, they're, like, they're all like twenty years old or something. Yeah, but they're all meeting Pennywise again. Yeah, but like every time, like you know, they go somewhere where they were in their childhood in the first movie, and you just know it's creeping up, it's creeping up, and then something terrifying happens, and it scares the bollocks out of you, <laughs> and then they move on to like the next person. And you're back down your cam again. But then it's building up there in a childhood area again, and it starts building up and building up again and building up again. And then he they meet Pennywise again, and he scares the fuck out of you again. And then the end scene, they just keep scaring the fuck out of you. <laughs> I think I saw a clip on a trailer or something, and it's it's is it that I think a girl goes to a flat or something, and there's an old woman in it. Or um, am I right? And like she turns into your man and massive teeth or something or fucking something weird. Yeah. So yeah, it was like it was like I think in the first movie her father used to abuse her, like I think physically. And actually, I'm not sure, but her father used to abuse her, and then she went back to visit the apartment, and there's an old woman there. Hmm. And then like the old woman ends up being Pennywise and ends up chasing her around the apartment and everything. Oh, it's fucking awful. Oh fuck that! It's 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 it's. I I I give that a skip anyways. So if if your first movie got a seven, Virgil, what does that get? This is getting an eight. An eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're going up the rankings a little bit. Um, okay. So my second movie is, I suppose maybe at first time it was like just a cult class, like it has a cult following. It's it's a cult classic to this day, and surprisingly, there's no cults in it. But um, it's literally the Blair Witch Project. It was one of those <laughs> movies that was fucking. I know it was again. How would you describe it? It was it was all handheld, like on a on a personal phone or camera, um, yeah. and it was just basically following a group of friends around the woods. I think everyone knows the story of Blair Witch Project at this stage, and the woods is haunted by the Blair Witch. Would you believe? And um, it's just very creepy. There wasn't a movie done like it ever before. It was just completely new to everyone, and yeah. I think. At the time, critics were saying it was the scariest movie of all time, like you know, but it's just a different concept. And when I, I watched it again, actually, years later, and it wasn't as scary, but Jesus Christ, did it fucking freak me out! Have you ever seen it? You must have been like 10 when you watched that. Um, no, I didn't watch it out straight away, like when it came out, like, but I watched it when I was like what 13 or 14 or whatever. Uh, I never watched that anyway, I just I remember oh, seeing it a few later. times on telly. Yeah, uh, um. I had an issue with the Bear Witch Project because I think it was one of the scary movies took the piss out of it. <laughs> right, so okay. that film is from 99, man. Oh, is it that like... Jeez, oh, I didn't realise. It's no, 22 actually, years old. That would make sense, that, would actually. It would, it would make sense because I did watch it about five years after it came out. Four or five yeah. years. So, like, it was just creepy. It was eerie. The whole... It was kind of... You didn't know what was going to happen at any given moment throughout the whole course of the movie. And at yeah. the end of it, like, it's just brutal. All together, they all end up in a cabin in the woods, and just fuck me. What the shit that happens there is just terrifying. So yeah, um, but yeah, so then you kind of get just cost the black, and then you kind of just shit yourself. So, dude, man, like the episode we're watching, your dog is scaring the fuck out of me in the background, man. Oh, will you stop? He's, I'm going to he's moved the curtains like twice, and you can just see something white. You can't fully see your dog, but you can see <laughs> him just kind of slightly moving slightly <laughs> over your shoulder, and you're like, what is that white thing moving behind him? Are you okay? Are you okay, buddy? Are you scared, Fergie? I think he'll join us for the rest of the job, Fergie. Look, Donald, like, if you, like, when you watch back the video, man, just watch the curtains in the background moving. It's fucking freaky, man. <laughs> well, when I'm editing this later, Fergal, you know where I'll be, okay? If I text you saying I need you to come for help, just please do. 
<laughs> the fisherman's out to get you, is it? Oh, stop, stop. I'm actually going to start crying. Um, look, what's, I'm going to what give, scare factor are you giving the Blair Witch? I'm going to give it a solid seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah, just for just basically for be it's not as scary as the grudge, but it's just as close as it ever could be. Okay. Uh so moving on to our final choice. My last choice, Donald. I went for the original paranormal activity. Oh, great choice. Now, two, three, four, five, they kind of milk they really did milk it. But like paranormal activity two, man, just I remember I was so paranoid for about two weeks after I saw this movie. And I didn't even see it in the cinema. Or did I? I think maybe I did. Yeah. I don't know. I remember where I saw it. But I just remember, like, it, like the whole video was done for, like, wasn't it done for, like, 20,000 euros? Dollars. It was an extremely low budget. And it was just... It was, like, two basic they, cameras is all they used. What they achieved with that is beyond me. It is and, fucking crazy scary. And, like, it's the simplicity of how they did it, like... Yeah, it's just the concept, the story, oh. anything with anything with possession, just fuck off, like. <laughs> well, like, like they, they did it so small, so like you know, like the uh, the not the Blair Witch Project, but the Grudge, like you know, it's not gonna happen, like because there's a lot of big things happening, but like this stuff happens so small, like it's just the door moving at night time. Yeah, blanket yeah. just folds over just slightly. There's a loud yeah. bang downstairs. They can't figure out what the bang was. And then it just escalates. Your man's getting dragged out of the bed. Your yeah. one's going crazy in the bed. Like, there's just loads of crazy shit. There's, like, no music. So it's just eerie silence through the whole thing. Uh, it's just, man, I remember just after I watched that movie. And I was, this must have been probably 2009 or even 2010. Hmm. It was. I, it must have been, it must have been, it was probably October 2009, I bet you it came out. But I mean, like, I remember two weeks after it, I was, whenever I was in the house on my own, I was freaking out. I legitimately slept with light on for three weeks after that movie. And I would not let April turn off the light. And she, she was being an absolute legend about it. Like, because I was just shaking. The thought of going to sleep terrified me when that movie came out. And then um, it's a, it's hear, a fantastic You can hear anything, just a creaky door. You just need to put a bit of WD-40 on the door and that solves that issue. <laughs> But no, 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 the house is possessed, man. Yeah, it's time to get the fuck out. It's um, yeah, it's brutal. It's a great choice, Virgil. I actually forgot about it to be honest with you, so I should have put it in my list. It would have been in my list. But um, what would you give it out of ten for your scare factor? Uh, like what that movie did to me at the time, it was a ten. I could yeah. probably go back and watch it now, and it'll be fine, like you said, like kind of like Blair Witch Project. But at the time, I was so terrified of it. Yeah, and even the second one that they brought out was just as scary. And I think it kind of went a bit mad after that. It kind of got a bit shit, I think, after that. But This is where it got me, though, right? I went to see the second one in the cinema. It was terrifying to watch in the cinema, but I was grand after it. Yeah. I had no, yeah. like, two weeks of fucking paranoia after the first one. I almost got sick into my popcorn. I was that scared in the cinema. I almost left. <laughs> it's it's one movie that I actually... The person who was sitting behind me, it was... um. I, <laughs> It was so strange. It was like a woman in her 60s and a, I, I think a friend. They were both in their late 50s, early 60s. And um, I don't think they really got the concept of the movie. I thought that they'd be a bit of fun, a bit of crack and, you know, in for a little bit of a scare. But they left with 20 minutes into the movie. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no, maybe about 40 minutes when it started getting scary, like, you know. Um, but they were just like, fuck this and dropped their popcorn and out the door, like, you know. They were probably terrified then. Yeah, but I wish I was one of those. I had the bravery just to walk out because I the bravery I to leave. 
You're yeah, too I'm worried too... about making the scene, is it? Yeah, I'm too petty. Like I spent money on it, so I want to watch the whole movie. So. <laughs> um, okay, so ten out of ten. That's a good. That's a good way to round up the episode, Fergal. Um, my third and final movie is a movie that I saw back in the day with another Fergal, Mister Fergal Garrett, big fan fan of the show. A little shout out to Fergal there. Um, he brought me to see Resident Evil. Okay, now look, these movies they're science fiction esque okay they're based on video games and like over the years they've become more action movies than actual horror movies but i'm telling you have you seen the first one i haven't i'm telling you, you actually, right i remember i remember when you went to see it you actually scared me from ever watching it yeah it's terrible no, sorry, not terrible yeah actually no it is terrible and it's terrifying because it's just fucking scene after scene after scene of gore and zombies and fucking mutated dogs and shit and just gas and it's just eerie and it's exactly like the video games because they were like in my opinion the scariest games to play i could barely fucking play the thing because like i was just scared to go around every corner and like i spent probably 20 minutes of the movie hiding in the bathrooms like i went to the i think i went to for a piss three times when i didn't need to go for a piss at all just to get out and i left fergal and inside watching watching the movie himself on his own and when mm. we came when we came out of cinema we were both kids, like, and we ran down this dark alleyway that's just outside the cinema, in a, straight into my dad's car, like, like little ferrets scared or being chased by dogs, like, because we were just fucking terrified. And I, at the time, for a scare factor, at the time watching it was a ten, but nowadays it's probably a seven, realistically. You, you think it holds still a bit scary? Um, I don't think so now that I'm a little bit older, but like it's not definitely not as scary as what it was back then, like because yeah. I was a kid and all that, but sure. It's fucking I was scared of fucking Jurassic Park when I was a kid as well, but this was just next level, you know? Yeah. I remember um, being scared of a few scenes in the first Jurassic Park as well. Yeah. Like yeah, covering my eyes, just covering my <laughs> eyes when the when the, the fucking Velociraptors were coming across. Yeah. For the kids in the kitchen and everything. What a movie. One of my favorite franchises yeah. ever. Um so yeah, I think we picked Three good movies each, Fergal. Uh, I think they're a great list. Yeah. So this has been our Halloween spooktacular. Uh, did you enjoy the show? I absolutely loved it. Okay, really enjoyed good. the first Halloween story. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. I'll, I'll do my research for next year, okay? Um, Fergal, do us a favor. Wrap it up, baby. Guys, do like, comment, and subscribe, of course, on the YouTube channel. It really helps us out. Obviously, hit up our socials, Twitter, Insta, and, of course, follow us on Spotify. Uh, guys, do comment on our section below let us know what horror movies we missed out on let us know what scares the shit out of you most let us know what your favorite costume is for halloween Other than that, guys, thank you very much. it's been emotional it's been spooky it's been scary Bye.